Well, hello everybody. Thanks for joining us for another week of the Rec Poker Podcast. Holy cow. Uh, I get excited because we're doing these live on YouTube now and I always get a little nervous getting started because you know I'm not exactly the man on the mark when it comes to the audio cues. But so far, everything's going great. We've got a great guest lined up. Uh, Steve Davey from the Australian Poker League. We're going to be talking to him real soon. Uh, first, I have to thank uh, our sponsors, the Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack, and Casino, located uh, in Columbus, Minnesota, just north of the Twin Cities. Thank you, Jack Burke, for that excellent clarification. Uh, without their support, we'd have a lot of trouble making uh, making all the magic around here, because if you don't know, Rec Poker is a largely volunteer-based organization. Most of what we do is free and uh, so their sponsorship matters a lot. The support of our premium members is a uh, lifeblood of an organization like ours. So I'm so excited to be welcoming a couple new premium members this week. Charles Morgan, uh, who I've been emailing with but haven't had a chance to chat with yet. And Alan Black, who I had a really fun conversation with just the other day. Uh, so Charles and Alan, thanks for joining. Your $15 a month makes a big difference to everything we do here and I can't wait to get to know you a little better as you uh, dip a toe into everything we do here at Rec.Poker. So if you haven't guessed, my name's Jim Reed. I'm Bluffsterini in the home game and at Rec Poker Jim on Twitter. But I am just one of the, uh, the <laughs> what, do, what do we call us? I mean, we're the Wrecking Crew, but it's just this group of really passionate poker fans. Uh, I get pretty excited just talking about it. If you want to find out about me or more of the members of the Wrecking Crew, you can go to rec.poker slash crew. But just listen up because you're going to meet a few of them here right here right now. Well, I'm Chris Jones. You can find me 5B5 on Twitter or 5x5 in the Poker Stars home game. And I'm John uh, Somsky. I am Poker Geek MN everywhere. Miss McHugh. Uh, I'm Troy Chapman <laughs> and I'm Chapo Australia on the home game. <laughs> that's what happens when we do these live. You know, something's going to go wrong. Troy, I hope that that's the worst thing that we screw up tonight. Now, some, <laughs> something tells me it's not going to be. Um, so, uh, like I say, we're doing these live on YouTube every Monday night at 7.30 Eastern. And uh, if you're joining us in the YouTube chat, feel free to type any questions that you have for Steve in the chat there. We're also going to be doing our weekly food drive raffle. So we'll give away a prize at the end of the show here. This week is going to be a free month of Range Trainer Pro. So we'll talk about what that's all about a little later in the show. But without further ado, we got them all the way. It's Monday night here, but it's Tuesday over there. It's Steve Davey from the Australian Poker League. Steve, thank you so much for coming on and joining us here on the Rec Poker Podcast. Not a problem. Good to uh, meet you guys. Yeah, so we have a lot in common, it sounds like. Uh, so you're joining us as part of our Australian invasion over the last couple of weeks and the next couple of weeks. We've been having a little taster's choice of some of the finest characters to be found on the continent. Um, and uh, Troy Chapman, who you're very familiar with, uh, who's uh, one of our uh, uh, <laughs> most exciting and fun Rec Poker members down there, our Australian ambassador. Uh, he's been uh, banging the drum and rounding out some fantastic guests for us. You come from a particular section of the poker scene in Australia, and that's what we're going to talk about a lot here, this league, uh, the way of kind of playing with friends, uh, this kind of layer of the poker world that is really interesting, very recreational friendly as well. Uh, before we get into the meat of that, can you just answer sort of the cliched question of like, how do you view yourself in the poker world? What's your kind of role when you think about poker and uh, what got you involved in the game and the way that you're involved now? Okay. Um, well, I'm a licensee for the uh, Australian Poker League and uh, basically 2005, many years ago, 
had a uh, one of my best mates, a guy called Frank Luciano, um, started a company with another guy called Martin Martinez. And they pitched the idea to a group of friends who we all worked at the casino together and had a, a you know, all loved poker and a gaming background and said, we like playing poker at home. Uh, why don't we take this on a bigger level and introduce it to uh, what we call RSL clubs, so Return Servicemen's League clubs, which are little mini, uh, mini casinos, for want of a better term, around the place, all around Australia, and where we can get people to play poker for free and charge the venue um, a cost for bringing the players in. So the venue's happy, they get people playing their slot machines, uh, using their facilities, restaurants and bars, etc. Um, and because we charge the venue, we can then put money back towards the league, which then goes to get players win into big way into bigger tournaments, such as, you know, we used to send people off to the World Series for who had, had done well. So it's a recreational league starting for free is how it began. No money was involved. Um, it was 100% free. And yeah, we, we started there. We started with um, 1,000 starting stacks in tournaments. <laughs> yes. 50. You call them <laughs> almost committed. Um, <laughs> really had any idea on how it all works. Um, and yeah, 18 years later, I've got slightly more of an idea, but maybe not much. <laughs> well, I love that. I mean, I love the idea of uh, uh, putting the cost onto the establishment and making it easier for casual players and recre recreational players to get involved. That feels like kind of a slam dunk. Are there other, is that is that more of a, a model in Australia? I know many of our guests are in North America and I'm sure the regulations differ greatly from country to country. Well, it's actually, yeah, it's not a, a common model. Um, well, it is in poker and poker's become a thing now. Um, we were very lucky when we started because we had no idea how it was going to go. We just we thought, okay, we'll have a crack at this business and, and you know, see what happens. Two weeks before we um, started, about to launch, we're sending out you know letters and so forth, getting things happening. Um, Joe Hashem won the World Series. Oh, yes. So front page of all the newspapers and TV was... Australian guy wins, I, I forget the amount, but you know, $6 million or whatever playing poker. And we were just like, I'm not a religious man, but hallelujah. <laughs> um, that was just a, a, an amazing lead in. And very first tournament that we had, I, I did projections that maybe we'd get 20 players to the game. And that was, you know, contacting all friends and family and sure. beers and everything like that, get along. And I believe we had, uh, it was either 71 or 91 players to my first wow. ever. I didn't know half the rules because we'd just played our little cash games. So, you know, all the little <laughs> ins and outs that happened on a tournament kind of thing, we just, we just ran with it. And uh, it just got really popular. And, and I, I loved the, the concept of uh, no money involved. As in, you can be without a job, um, no cash playing next to a CEO and it's just a, who's the best wins. There's no other, you know, outlying factors. So yeah, that's how it all began. That's awesome. I mean, we have a very uh, active and robust home clean, home game club here. We play on poker stars just for play money. And yeah. I think honestly, it's been described as the most difficult uh, play money tournament series on earth. And I think it honestly is because when you get people playing as a hobby, like people that love the game, you're not playing for the payout. You're paying for the bragging rights and to improve as a player and just because we like the competition of it. Um, so that's great. I think uh, the more of that that we can cultivate in the poker world, uh, the better. Um, yeah, well, uh, 
Yeah, sorry, just quickly with it. I think as uh, you know, we're all guys, well, and there's guys and girls, obviously, but as we get older, you stop playing sports and things, but you still have that competitive drive. Yes. It's like with mates, you want to beat them at everything. It doesn't matter if it's rocks, paper, scissors, or a game of pool at the pub. Um, this is a, a way to do that. You can talk plenty of shit and, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that is a real, I think that's a real thing. Um, and poker is a great game for that. It really is. And it really lends itself to that very naturally. Um, and of course, you know, it's even more fun when you win. So we're all looking for ways to improve and ways to like learn and practice. Um, I think now you've been obviously a fan of poker for a long time, but you've been involved in this for, you know, almost 20 years now, it sounds like. Uh, Have you progressed as a player? What's been uh, your learning experience Uh, as you've gone along with it? Just from seeing a lot of hands. um, I've never really put serious time into learning the game, but I've been around enough people who have in a way. I'm competitive at the local pub level tournament, but if you've put any type of effort into learning the the game of poker, you've got me covered. (laughs) So I can, uh, you know, I think I can play in any state of sobriety kind of thing. Um, Always (laughs) a few moves. I know the basic maths, you know, I know what you should be and shouldn't be doing. It's all about positional, you know, all those kind of, you know, one, two, three step things. But if you're going into hand ranges and putting people on, so yeah, it's, yeah, you've got me covered. So, yeah. I love it. That's fantastic. <laughs> I see uh, Joe Coolis is unmuted here. Joe, jump in. Well, I, I just wanted to invite Steve to, to my home game if you'd like to come. Play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Absolutely. Lost, uh, lost plenty of money back in the day because there was no such thing as our poker league. So when we were learning, we went to a few home games and, yeah was relieved of our cash and you go oh, okay. <laughs> this is what's happening here and then you know as you go on you learn more and more but that's um what i love doing i suppose is is being doing for so long is bringing people into the game for free they learn and, and some people then have no desire to do it anymore socially some actually do really well and go on and, and get good scores and and go on to play in big tournaments around the world and um yeah so it's uh, it's good to go f- feed those people into the machine poker machine you know yeah well you never know how high the ceiling might be on some players if they don't give it a try you know i think we kind of we owe it to the poker world to make the game as inviting and friendly and uh you know um as engaging and pleasant as possible that's why i can't understand all these jerks at the table being dicks all the time i mean they're a subset of the population but we kick them out we don't even let them in the home game club if people are are rude or abusive or uh, berate people or you know we just give them the boot and we say nope sorry we'd rather have a smaller crowd with better people in it <laughs> the know? only people so, you should berate are your close friends yes that's right <laughs> and, and it's funny especially with guys i think we have that kind of uh, like giving each other the gears respect rapport kind of thing it's not for everybody so you really have to pick your, yeah. your crowd that's actually yeah. why why jim doesn't berate anyone <laughs> the twist Zonsky oh. with the twist oh um, first knock in the back i love it that's right now i see uh chris unmuted first and then i think troy has a question as well but chris why don't you jump in well i've i've i'm i got a our first uh question from chad and i'm almost afraid to ask it because it sounds like there's some insider <laughs> knowledge here but uh john homer asks me to ask you to tell the story about the apple in the birdbath story. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, well, long story short, I'm a uh, degenerate gambler with mates. I will bet on anything. I've even bet on my own death with my business partner, who, as a who <laughs> we have a last longer in life. Um, and, uh, yeah, Homer, yeah, I deliberately tell this story in front of Homer all the time, John Homer, because it annoys the hell out of him because he's heard it a million times. But came home one, drunk one night with my business partner, who's my you know, poker business partner. We're up in his apartment. Um, there's a bird bath off the balcony. We're all very drunk. And I said, give me odds of throwing this apple into that bird bath, probably about a 30-metre throw. Um, and he said, I'll give you, I think it was 80 to 1. Ooh. And I, I said, I'll have five bucks on it. So I took it, went out there, took a bite, lobbed it. <laughs> Nothing but net, straight in the middle. And then about a year later, uh, same thing. There's another party happening there. A tree has grown up, a little bush over the bird bath. Ooh. Can I have odds again, please? They've done it. Nothing but net one more time. Oh uh, my god! Now, I'm sure he didn't. He didn't give you eighty to one on that second pass, though. He was a little educated by then. He, he? he didn't give the bet, but the other people there did. Oh, <laughs> I um, my one of my favorite things to do is to extort money out of friends for a good cause. Um, oh, poker all the time. Our current thing to do is. If any somebody's like last longer is in poker, if someone you know gets through with a seven-two move or something like that, money gets donated, and we raise money for, to give dogs at the um, the RSPCA, like the animal shelters, so we get the yes. dogs toys. Um, I am deadly at throwing chips, uh, so I've had them in my hand for the twenty-five years. So closest to walls and things like that, we've raised oh, money yeah. for cystic fibrosis. Um, I've got a Floyd Mayweather record in never being beaten in that game on that night for charity. I was giving people uh, two to one of beating me on, you know, throws. Um, yeah, and I went, I think, 27 and zero and managed to, you know, raise 500 bucks for the cystic fibrosis. So anything like I encourage anyone who's involved. It's not about the money when you gamble. It's the principle of the thing. And it's one dollar or 100 bucks, whatever. You shouldn't be going bankrupt over it. But have a bit of fun with gambling and, you know, give a bit to give it back to good causes. Oh, that's Thanks. great, Steve. And yeah, I mean, finding a good cause and, and taking money from people <laughs> to support it. That does sound like an even better way to do it. Literally, yeah. seriously, when we're finished with this show, let's email because we do a lot of work here to support uh, local food banks. And I think yep. getting people that are involved in uh, helping good causes like that, we've all got a lot in common. So we should find a way to yeah. uh, help, help make that work for each other. Um, Absolutely. Troy, you are up, my man. What's next? So, Davey, I just want to ask a question about you've been doing the tournaments with so many different clubs, with so many different people over the years. What are the foundational aspects that you think you have in regards to being able to run a good game? What what has to be there for people to want to come back every week and play? Because, uh, Sorry, just so everyone knows, how many games per week do you run? Uh, I run about five to six per week. We have in our region here in Sydney, um, we have 17 at the moment. Uh, Pre-COVID, it was 21. So we've got a group of staff and, and who go around. We usually have one, one tournament director per tournament. Um, our average tournament size is about 40. Um, goes up to about 300 is our for our regional finals at the moment. So um, That's amazing. Yeah, the, uh, you've got to have integrity in the tournament. We've, you know, we were the first company that, uh, that started this. So as you can imagine, you know, it exploded. And when I, I think I first met you, Chapo, I'm bad with, with memory and things, but that was on the Central Coast, I believe. Um, yep. And 
our first tournament that I set up there, I said we had um, you know, 91 players at our first tournament or whatever it was in Sydney. Um, we had, I had sat 280, I think it was, up there and turned away 80 because I didn't have mm. enough equipment. So you can imagine a lot of different people and saw that and went, oh, these guys are making money. This is a good business idea. I will get involved. Because uh, it's a gambling industry, you get a lot of uh, unscrupulous people that will, will have a crack at things. Yep. Um, but the most important thing is you've got, to, you've got to have a set of rules to play by. If you don't have rules in any sport or anything, then things fall apart pretty quickly. You've got to have integrity um, in the rulings. So, you know, you can't be sitting there and say, oh, you know, Chapo, you're my mate. Oh, you, you can bet out a turn, but the bloke next to you can't. Um, you've got to have transparency in your prize pools. Like we have, you know, for I say a $40 entry, there is money that comes out for tickets to bigger events and so forth. You've got to break it down to the exact dollar and show people why this is what your money is going to. You can't be like, oh, it's a yep, it's a thousand dollar guarantee, and there's rebuys and add-ons, and there's a thousand dollars in the prize pool. So we goes, but hold on, there's ninety people here, and we all pay uh, thirty bucks each. Where's the re- oh? No. Um, it's just like anything in life. If you've got integrity and honesty. Um, yeah, and then as well, you've got to have, have a bit of fun with it. If you don't like people, I'm, I love having a chat with people. And um, and let's face it, we've all done jobs before, which are really hard, digging ditches and, you know, doing all types of crazy stuff. People work hard in life. I don't work that hard. You know what I mean? I'm standing around talking to poker players and making sure things run smoothly. And because people have played for so long now, most of the games do that. So I'm just dribbling shit, really, like I am now. <laughs> No, we, we truly have the best jobs in the world, Steve. I think uh, no one would disagree with that. Uh, Joe, yeah. jump in. I was going to say ditch diggers say that they would rather ditch dig ditches than talk to poker players, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mind you, bad beats. You've got to be able to, that's one thing, Chapo. You've got to be able to um, have taken a bad beat story, nod your head, be thinking about a place you'd rather be like drinking <laughs> on the last teas in Tahiti, and then still be able to ask a question like, so what did you do on the turn again? Even though you can <laughs> what hand they had, what they did, what was going on, um, and then be able to move on that way. That's a good skill to have in running a good tournament. Because the, uh, oh. <laughs> that's, that's what a psychologist does as we listen to the same bad beat stories and <laughs> yeah. figure it out. So I hadn't you, may have, together, a, you may have a yeah. career on your, on, your, on your plate. That's true. That could be it. That could be it. $10 <laughs> per bad beat. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So uh, I was going to ask, so with all the games that you've had over the years, have you got any uh, memorable stories from some of the ones that have happened over time? Um, Memorable stories. There's been so many, so many, but, um, and, you know, memory's fading as you get older. (laughs) But uh, it is the the people that you've met along the way, um, the things that have happened, there's been so many, you know, comebacks from one chip, the whole chip in a chair, um, where people, I've just loved seeing people get their way and, and win their way to bigger things. So a guy that Chapo knows and all the, the Central Coast poker crew know, a guy called Sean Birmingham, we used to call him the bridesmaid because I believe it was something like 14 seconds before he won a tournament. Uh, he then went on to win one of our bigger tournaments, which was called a Pro Open, and he then went, which we sent people off to the World Series in Vegas, he went over there and he cashed in the World Series. So amazing. Starting off in a free poker game, thousand starting stack, you know, no idea to going through and doing that. That's cool. Um, there was, as far as 
I can't think of the odds what it would be, but we had one of our big million dollar tournaments down at Crown Casino in Melbourne, and I was emceeing it. And um, the players, uh, both players' heads up were forced all in on their blinds four times each. <laughs> that's how the swings yeah. were in that game. I thought, well, that's just, you know, powerball lottery odds of that ever happening again. Yeah, yeah um, that's true. They're two of the stories I can think of. Can, can we go back to the first guy? Can you let us know why he was called the bridesmaid if he won his first tournament? No, 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 no. He, he, he lost heads up 14 times in a row. It was 12 ah, okay. Okay. Before, he, before he won his first tournament. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That checks. Could, that couldn't checks. close it out. But then, yeah, great guy too, Burma. Great guy. That's amazing. Uh, so I like this sense that um, it's sort of what you were talking about before you've got players of all different skill types coming in. And, you know, even when if people are starting kind of raw or figuring their poker game out as they join, it provides kind of like a place for them to grow and to, yeah. and to grow along. Um, uh, so what have you guys ever considered having like a, a, a training element to what you're doing there? Is it strictly just show up for fun? Uh, are there people uh, that like mentor other players or that kind of thing? Um, we sometimes like, I think people, there is all types of people who play. So you've got your people who just coming for a beer and, you know, get away from the family and, or want to catch up with their friends. And there's people who take it a bit more serious. And I think the, the more serious players tend to, you know, mingle with each other and start talking about hands and, and things like that. And, and, you know, strategies and so forth. And that there's kind of like little groups that kind of tend to form. And then you see, you know, two people out there having a drink, chatting away, um, and then they ask questions. I think the, the newer players then come and, you know, ask a question off me or something like that. What should I do in this situation? And if it's something that's a bit more advanced, I will, you know, pass them on to someone like a Troy. If I see them event saying, hey, well, you know, Troy is right into his game, knows a lot about the strategy and, and so forth there. He's a really good guy to chat to about that kind of thing. Um, so nothing really official. I know once when poker, when it was really booming at the start, one of my club venue managers said, how about we do like a learn how to play day so to get people in and we were getting you know averaging well over 100 people per tournament advertised it on the radio went hard like that went there two people showed up the first week won the next no oh. that <laughs> was it great. um so kind of people learn it's like jumping in the deep end i think people kind of learn on the felt and but now i suppose with uh you know got you guys and stuff like that and Troy and everything like that there's more talk of it so people can find it easily enough you know, on, online if they're looking for that mentoring type thing and want to take it to the next level. Yeah, I mean, it's great because I think a lot of the people that join Rec Poker, um, if they become premium members, we have a little chat, we meet over Zoom, like they, they get pretty involved, we get to know each other pretty well. And yep. um, one of the common comments that I hear from people is, you know, I love poker and I've got great friends, but my friends don't love poker. And so there's just yep. not that group that I can talk to about the game, I can, I can study with and learn with. And it feels like a, an organization like yours just has that really natural, you know, ability for people to come together of all different walks of yep. life and experience uh, levels and come and enjoy this game. So that's beautiful. Um, that is like, I, I know I mentioned this before, but it's, it's, it's real, it sounds a lot like our home game club where um, we're here to have fun. And then the people that you meet along the way, um, you know, become your study group or your, you know, your yep. poker story circle. And then you can tell each other bad beats. And it is a reciprocal yeah. element to that. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, you see, I think a lot of people have become lifelong friends through the people that they've met at poker. Yeah. Um, 
you know, births, deaths, marriages. It's all happened through the, the poker scene that we've been yeah. involved with. Uh, no, it's um, amazing. Yeah. So what, uh, what, does, what does the future hold uh, for you and for the league? Uh, is it, you sound like you're kind of based in the Sydney area. Is that like, uh, I, I don't know Australia well enough to know okay. how it sort of divides up into different regions, but is that kind okay, of- Okay, so uh, when, it, when it all started, uh, the, it was 10 regions of Sydney. Sydney got divided into 10 regions and people bought each region. Then it exploded. And the guys who own the league started selling off different regions, different cities and, you know, little sections of cities. We're now Australia wide. Uh, apart from the ACT, which is the Australian Capital Territory, which is kind of a little mini state in between um, New South Wales and Victoria. So Sydney and Melbourne in between, where yep. the, which is where all the, the politicians live. Um, it's illegal <laughs> there. You used to be able to, uh, you know, uh, get porn, um, grow weed. <laughs> get fireworks, um, which are illegal everywhere else, but they're so having to be legal. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, um, and also the Northern Territory, which is a state where um, Alice Springs or Darwin, have you heard of Darwin before? Um, yeah, vaguely, yes. Right there in the, in the middle, that's also illegal there to have a free game of cards. Huh. Can't, yeah, as in free, as in no money's involved, you aren't not allowed to sit there and play a game of cards. Very bizarre as far as it sounds like that sounds like the premise of an 80s movie or something. And then we need like Kevin Bacon to come in and shake some some fun into them by the lapels. That doesn't seem that doesn't make any sense at all. It's very even in um, Western Australia. um, So where Perth is located, uh, there's a weird rule there. So you have to buy a and again, this goes back to the community. So it's kind of okay, like sporting clubs, you have to buy like a license for a nightly game to hold a cash game um type thing um like an entry fee tournament so that goes i suppose it's a way of raising taxes for the local community and that's goes to that but yeah i couldn't run a free poker league over there and give away a t-shirt for you leading the leaderboard after a season that would be illegal. right we have some very like you guys we have some strange laws in place that no one's really i don't know thought through yet or they thought through it in the 1790s and uh haven't adapted yet but yeah yeah, it's it's one of these tricky things of about the poker industry, and we've you know we've we've explored it in Canada and in the states. Uh, we don't know us the Australian legalities as well, but um, there seems to be. I mean, gambling has a bad rep, and we can talk about whether poker is gambling or not, or how much of, of gambling it is. But um, it does kind of get painted by that broad brush, which makes it hard yes. to 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 do it. Is you know I. Doesn't make sense to me, but I guess uh, it's an easy it's an easy cause for politicians to kind of uh, yeah. get support for from from part yeah. of the part yeah. Of the so f- actually, a funny story when it comes to it. So when when we first started, everything was free. Um, we had there was no entries to tournaments. Literally, was turn up, you play for free, win your way through. So our first competitors that came in were like, okay, let's have entry fees. So we our company, uh, not myself, but our company lobbied the government to say, hey, what you're, this is doing, this is gambling. We're not doing gambling, we're just playing a card game. Um, these guys are gambling. Um, so if you shut that down, we have the monopoly still. So that was the theory behind it. And the government actually said, they're not gambling. You're paying money to enter a tournament in the hope of winning more money, but you're legally not gambling. Hmm. Same thing, I don't know. It's a, hmm. it was a weird thing, but then it just, I don't think it's big enough overall to be, uh, you know, no one's 
you know, hiding from their taxes or en masse like big multinational. <laughs> right. It's not worth the lawyer's time to chase things and everything. But yeah, now it's uh, now it's all you know. There's we have we still have an element of free rolls. Um, I reckon we have probably five out of our seventeen a week of free games, and the rest are small entry fees. Um, but when out your going back to your question before digressing, um, where do you see poker going now? It really it's getting to the stage of um, more kind of what they call little mini tours. So we have one around Australia every month. We call them the um, the APL Poker Tour, and it'll be about roughly twenty five to thirty tournaments over a seven day period. Buy-ins from eighty dollars through to five thousand dollars. Um, so that's and then there's other companies doing very similar things, you know, like the tours. So they tend to be um, what's kind of starting to happen now, and I really like that. So you've got your your progression up from your local local game through to bigger ones. I also think there's a couple of um, poker rooms now that are starting to get bigger. Um, there's one um, out in Western Sydney um, from WPT League, a guy called Bruno, a good friend of mine runs it, does a great job out there, St. John's Park. Shout out to Bruno if he's listening, which he probably isn't. Um, <laughs> they, it's that whole, yeah, go somewhere and have a permanent set up poker room ready to play. Because at the moment we have our tables at the venues and, and equipment. We set it up, run the tournament, break it down, put it away. These are now the, the permanent poker room, uh, which I'm starting to see more of from friends who live in, in the States um the legal ones um it's it seems to be where things are going and i think in time people like that you know you've got an amount of money you want to go down to joe blow's poker room play a tournament against a group of people i think that's more of a um more of a thing that the future will go through yeah it's going to be really interesting in in all the different parts of the world to see how uh different organizations and and as the laws change too and as politicians catch up and that kind of thing um, I know Chris has some uh, YouTube comments to get to, but Troy, why don't you jump in there first? I saw you on mute. Um, so, Davey, just a quick question on what you uh, can see when you're not actually in the game. What attributes are you seeing in the average recreational player that exhibit when they're moving through those stakes from free roll all the way through to the ones at the APLPT? Do they all have common characteristics? No, everything, everything's different. It's the... Um... As you, you say, talking about, say, the, the players that do it the best, progress well? Yeah. 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 It's the, well, it's the, the person that comes in and, and if they, once they get the bug, so to speak, they get there and they say, okay, who's, who am I playing against on this table? There's, you know, usually seven other people on the table. Who's here, you know, just socially having a few beers? Who here has no idea? Who here is taking it serious? Who's trying to get away from the wife for a few hours? Um, who's drunk kind of thing? So they, they, that ad adapting to the play um, and going, okay, this is the person I need to target for chips and so forth. Um, they're the ones that I find um, pick up the ones who pick that up quickly and then don't complain when they get beaten by the drunk guy who's called them with <laughs> goes runner runner. We go, okay, I wanted to be in that position. Like I got my money in good. This is, yep, didn't work out tonight because um, there's the element of luck involved. But the ones who kind of absorb that pretty quickly and then don't um don't blame others when they get knocked out kind of thing or the short like you know oh, i'm so unlucky well no actually you called a raise with a seven and the grand king like you know those those people who kind of you know, a bit of a um you know self-realization to their game they're the ones that tend to go well quickly and like in anything in sporting the people who keep calm um 
under all the different situations. The ones who, you know, if they, you lose three quarters of your stack, don't go, oh, well, it's all over now. I'm all in next hand. Like the ones who actually go, okay, now I've got a short stack. I have to adapt my play. And this is, you know, change my range. They're the ones that tend to, uh, you know, go well, I think. Yes. Uh, Chris, what's going on? I see the YouTube chat's blowing yeah. up. Steve, I yeah, think we brought some friends along tonight. Yeah, there's a lot of, <laughs> lot of questions, so I'll try to get to some of them quickly. But I'll start with Josh Campbell's. Um, he's wondering uh, if you'll be betting on the Wallabies in the Rugby World Cup. Um, I, I find Rugby Union is a hillbilly game played by... Gen- <laughs> <laughs> I love Fair enough. That, uh, <laughs> rugby Union is the rich man's game out here. And... Uh, <laughs> It's a very skillful game, like most of them. But, uh, yeah, I find it uh, very, yeah. It's all the rich boys play it, but I think it's very, very much a hillbilly game. But, yeah, and the, wallab- the Wallabies are shit, so, no, I wouldn't be betting on them. We wouldn't bet on them. All right, sounds good. Um, I, there's, this is, this is going to start with a, a little bit of a joke, but I'm actually asking a serious question after this. But John Homer asks, so, Stephen, who is the best person you have met through poker and why is it me? I think we oh, found a no. Phil. I think we found a, a Phil in Australia, Chris. That's I think I think this uh, John Homer guy sounds very familiar. Yeah, he does. I was uh, I, I was best man at Homer's wedding. Um, he Homer has actually only got funny since he met his now wife. Uh, <laughs> serious man, never funny. Uh, I believe he met his uh, Jess, his wife, about three years ago. Ever since he met her, hilarious, hilarious. Mm. Credit to Jess. Go. Yeah, Homer, you're meant to be at work. Get back to work. Yeah. Get back to work. Get back to work, Homer. Um, Tiltsis asks, uh, "What? Uh, and this might be something specific to to the games you're running, but what are about the potential for cash games or timed tournaments?" Um, that- so cash games, uh, they've been legal for a while now, and they have them in some some venues. Some APL venues do it. I personally won't be doing them. I don't don't like them. I think if you want to play a cash game, you can go to the casino or you can go to these ones. But for me, I love the social aspect and just the the one for entry fee, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, whatever, and play for the night. I don't want to see people in there because let's face it, some people are really bad at poker. Um, <laughs> I don't want to see people losing hundreds and hundreds of dollars coming out for a social night. I, I take it from all the social aspect. Um, you know, it's obviously a personal choice and people can, can do that if they want, but I, I would rather just, yeah, see, not see people losing. I think there's more problems that happen when, you know, someone's had a few drinks, they've lost $800 in a cash game at the thing. They accuse someone of cheating, you know, all the things that the flow on effect, I would rather just not have. So there's a reason I don't do it. Yeah. 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 Um, and then lastly, we've got a question from Danny Wood, uh, wondering about how, how the ban in online poker, uh, how's that has impacted live poker? Uh, I thought it actually, um, might get a few more people coming along to our regular games because I think online would be our biggest, I would have thought, um, competitor in a way where, you know, people are busy, they finish work, they might have, you know, families they've got to look after. They can sit there and, you know, have their dinner, put the kids to bed and go, you know what, I just want to sit down and have a game of poker. I can play online. Um, but it doesn't really seem to have affected our numbers um, where people are now turning up to play because, oh, hey, I can't play online. Every, you know, I used to like playing online. I think it's uh, it's criminal that you can't play online legally in Australia. Um, I can lose my money on a slot machine based in, you know, mm-hmm. out of Mongolia, but I can't play a game of skill. You know, a poker thing. It's it's a 
bizarre rule. I think, I think the government, that's a very kind of, uh, they did it because we have a problem with gambling in this country. We have 20% of the world's slot machines in my state, New South Wales alone. Um, so I think it's, it's very easy to say, oh, look, we're doing something about problem gambling. We will stop this poker tournament. Like, it, yeah, it does nothing, achieves nothing. Um, where the reality is they should be making it legal and then getting the companies to come in here and taxing them. You know, if you play a $5 sit and go, there's a 20 cent fee to poker stars or whatever and a 10 cent tax. Everyone would play. Um, it's just a strange thing. I don't, I don't think, uh, it doesn't seem to have affected us much. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a joke that it is illegal in this country. Yeah, Joe, you had a question next, I think. Well, actually, kind of what you're talking about led exactly to what I want to talk about. Um, so uh, I'm a psychologist and I do research periodically. And one of the things I was digging around for was numbers on how poker related in terms of problem gambling. Um, it was actually in relation to a question about is it gambling and do people gamble away yeah. too much money? And it, I came across, a, it's a governmental agency within the within Australia that looks specifically at these questions and actually has an entire report uh, about yeah. it. And I just wondered, you know, given that, you know, <clears throat> online gambling was pulled and you, you've lost the Aussie millions, do, do you have pressure from that organization in terms of you shouldn't be putting these things on? Do you feel pressure from the government to reduce gambling or to not do it? There's actually, no, we, we don't ourselves, but because um, of the prevalence of slot machines, that's where the, the, the gambling is, um, the big thing. Uh, now sports gambling is becoming bigger because of the advertising, uh, so forth. So they, they really like, and you know, I love gambling, but they should put a bit, of a bit of a knock on the ads. You know, kids shouldn't be seeing ads of, you know, what a team is, what odds they're paying and so forth. But no, it it's, tends to be, um, we don't really get thrown away. They're probably too small, but it's the slot machines that are now starting to get a bit of bit of blowback as I as I think they should, um, where they want to limit the bets and so forth. Like you can uh, in Australia, you can put hundred dollar notes up to in a, in a slot machine, and you can play ten dollar per press. So you can imagine hundred dollars goes very quickly. Mm -hmm. So a lot of talk in the club industry, um, well not in the clubs, from the governments about um, minimising those um, the, either the amount you can bet or the amount that you can put in, and having like a cashless type ones where you've got a predetermined amount on a card and so forth. So there's a lot of um, activity around that at the moment and it's coming into a state election and the next federal election will be a couple of years away. But at the end of the day, I don't think anything will change because the government, government makes so much money off gambling taxes that they, I think they, you know, they do a token effort like, yes, that's outrageous. We should not have any gambling at all. Let's put another slot machine. <laughs> you know? That's what we tend to happen, but yeah, we don't we don't really get any any blowback um, for what we do. No, it, it's interesting because here in the the to be named state, maybe at some other point in the future, where I may or may not gamble periodically, <laughs> uh, they legalize all forms of gambling, including uh, sports gambling and online slots and everything else. And they were supposed to legalize online gambling and they technically did, but they never actually put forth any sort of uh, platform for anybody to use. Um, and so it's kind of amazing. It's like they went through this entire thing for gambling and we were all hoping that we'd be able to gamble online and it just never happened because they don't care enough about poker, which you know, I, I think it's probably similar to the problem you're facing. Yeah, yeah, it's not, but it's not big enough on the scheme of things to, um, yeah, to warrant their their efforts, I suppose. 
Yeah. I'm seeing a couple comments in our chat here too. Uh, Troy is chipping in, and we call slots poker machines. Uh, yeah. Which that's, I mean, you guys got to stop doing that. You're killing us here. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the reason I've been I've been calling them slots is because I don't know you guys talking to the Americans, the audience, but yeah, yeah. we poker machines out here, which is. Yeah, which is wrong. So when people come past and see what you're doing and like, oh, we're playing yeah, poker. And they're like, yeah, poker machines. And I say to people, what do you do for a living, Steve? Oh, I run poker tournaments. So you, you, you run poker machines? No, 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 no. Yeah. Poker tournaments card game. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's what they're called. Machines, but you're mm. you're you're dealing out the stack deck then. I mean, yeah, that's gonna yeah. that's gonna make things tougher. Um, I also yeah. see we've got speaking of the Australian invasion, we've got the one and only Merv Harvey in the chat here in YouTube. A uh, longtime friend of the show, Merv. Nice to see your name pop up here every time I do. Um, many Australian politicians think poker and poker machines are the same thing. Yes, so that's <laughs> something we just gotta we gotta work yeah. on. We gotta come together around the world and break that because that is uh, that is that's killing you. <laughs> that yeah, is killing. Yeah, all you know, all what we should do is create more of an alliance between America and Australia, and and if you guys can have because you can gamble online if, on poker stars and that maybe. We can open bank accounts in your names and we can do some type of <laughs> deal where we put the money in and you take a little percentage on the way out. Steve, that's exactly what they're trying to avoid. No, Steve. <laughs> we're we're going to exclude Canada from that, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, I'm also getting some encouragement to uh, dox our friend Tilt Sis here and make sure everyone knows that that, that that's Tim Oakley, the one and only. So there you go, Tim Oakley. Uh, thank you for checking in on YouTube and for joining the show here tonight. Um, so, uh, Steve, we're getting to we're getting to the end. The, the light's going down. We're we're getting we're rolling things out. Um, a couple things. So first, I just want to make an offer. Um, anyone who's playing in Steve's region in Australia that, that is playing in his home game league, uh, we're about to enter what we call Marek Madness, which is our March Madness ladder bracket. And it's a great thing that's going on on twitch.tv slash rec poker. Um, Steve, if anyone in your uh, league or anyone who's in your district wants to uh, sign up for a free rec poker account i'm going to give them a, a free premium account at rec poker if they sign up in the month of march uh so we can okay. they, they can uh get in touch with you and we can arrange that or they can just email me directly jim at rec doc poker if you're listening to this and feel like that would be fun um we'd love to get more of these kind of fun loving folks that are enjoying steve's game i think they'd be a great fit with what we're doing here and um oh and Murph Harvey says uh just specifically uh Steve what region do you run uh what how can people know if they're in your area or not okay I, I'm in the the ride Gladesville Canada Bay region of Sydney uh which is about you know 15 minutes 10 to 15 minutes west of this the center of Sydney um but if you get on playapl.com uh and throw in your you know postcode and so forth it'll show games near you uh, and you can check us all out on, on Facebook as well. So, yeah. And is that the best way to get in touch with you, Steve? Uh, playapl.com. That's Playapl.com. Yeah. Our website's got, we've got an app as well now. After many, many years, finally got an app. Uh, so, yeah, all the games are on there. You can check all around Australia where your local game is, all the details about it, all the leaderboards, all the events that are happening on, on ways you can, you know, be better, bigger and better at poker. Yeah, nice. Well, we keep talking about um, doing like a, a rec poker road trip down there. I'll know for a lot of people, it's a bucket list item to, to get down and play in Australia. So one of these days, 
we're going to get the gang together and we're going to have to uh, share a couple cold ones. I can tell already, just getting to know you here, that we'd have an awfully good time if we did, Steve. Absolutely, absolutely. And Chapo will put you all up at his place. He's got, you know, plenty of room. <laughs> his wife won't mind. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. All right, Troy, the word's out, man. We're on to you now. What do you say? You got a bunk room. You can put up about eight uh, Canadian and American rec poker members. I'll find room for all the rec poker guys if they come down. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll, right. I'll supply the first few cases of beer yeah there you go <laughs> fantastic well uh steve davy uh wonderful fella uh very involved in the recreational poker scene out there in australia uh you've heard how to get in touch with him here um give him a follow on facebook and uh go check out that play apl uh website and see if there's a game near you steve thanks again and um seriously nice. let's connect afterwards somehow because i'd love to uh uh combine our powers to support some dog shelters and fight against uh, cystic fibrosis together that's uh, for sure and i'd love to get you yeah, a few of the players that show an interest now in uh you know progressing their game and getting getting better i'll send them your way as well to uh learn more and you know progress right on well thanks again um enjoy the rest of your day we're gonna go move off into membership land here but uh we're, our paths will cross again thanks again steve okay cheers guys thanks, Have a good day. All right, well, we're going to start talking about some home game results. Um, I think first we should probably just get in. Well, first of all, folks, we're about to do our uh, our draw. Someone is going to win a free month of uh, membership, of subscription to Range Trainer Pro. So Range Trainer Pro is a fantastic training tool. It's brought to you by K.L. Cleeton, who's an awesome dude, even if he can lay some pain on you at the poker table. We don't have to get into it. I'll tell you later. He's kind of a jerk. Uh, but a lovely, lovely guy, K.L. Cleeton, honestly. Um, so if you type the words food bank into the uh, YouTube chat right now, that's all you have to do. Show up for free on Monday nights at 730 uh, Eastern on YouTube. Type the words food bank into the chat and you will be entered into a chance uh, to win a free month of Range Trainer Pro. Now, actually, I should say, sorry, we're going to do a draw. It's based on the food bank thing. If you are not a Rec Poker Premium member, you're going to win a free month at Rec Poker because that's you got to try Rec Poker if you're not a Rec Poker Premium member. But if you are a Rec Poker Premium member, then you get elevated to this whole other tier of prize selection. Um, Range Trainer Pro is the prize tonight, but we're also going to be giving away uh, free months to PokerCoaching.com, Learn Pro Poker, and a few other amazing sites out there. Plus, we've got some other cool um, prizes, discounts on coaching packages and things like that. So you are in charge. And I guess technically if you win, I would give you until tomorrow to sign up to be a premium rec poker member, because that only costs $5 if you use the code rec poker. And now you can get a whole free month of range trainer pro, which is, you know, significantly more expensive because it's such a phenomenal product, but, uh, okay. Got to talk about the, um, running aces events that are coming up. If you're listening to this in real time, it's not too late to make it to the pot of gold from March 1st through 5th. That's a $360 buy-in tournament with multiple flight, uh, starting flights. On March 18th, there's the post-patty day free roll. And that one's going to be a lot of fun. We did a whole episode that might have come out by now. Is that now. out now? I think, I think, it, a, yeah, that I think episode's it came out, out now, a couple right? weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I just yeah. saw that. So uh, go if you're going to go play in that, go listen to that episode because we talked about all about optimum strategy, number of buy-ins, all that, all kinds of good stuff. Yes. And I did get some feedback, actually. Um, so uh, Doug, who's a fantastic guy, I don't want to, it's Doug Barron's. You guys know who Doug Barron's yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, he's fantastic. Uh, he's been a rec poker member for a long time. And he's, he's really helped me um, with a lot of sort of thinking about how we put the site together, uh, how we organize our content, that kind of stuff. Um, he told me <laughs> that he loves the show, but frankly, we got it wrong on that one because we're going to, you're going to need to buy in more. He's like, Jim, you're, you know, just buy in a little at first and then top it up as you go along. He's like, no, you got to put money on the table because everyone on the table is going to be loading up uh, their chip stacks. I'm like, Hey, I mean, he, he's played in a lot more of those than I have. So um, I'm going to have to make it down for one of those, one of these free rolls. And we can see if the, uh, if the uh, now then KB style or the Blusterini style reigns yeah. supreme when the time comes. I mean, I mean, yours yours has the benefit of being sort of like knit knit approved. I think it's like the knit roll approved. <laughs> I think that I'm always going to have that benefit. That's never, gonna be, <laughs> that's never not going to be a factor for me. Um, and then the last thing that I'm really excited about um, at Running Aces at the end of March. They're having their Mid-States Poker Tour series, which is going to be a lot of fun. That's from March 23rd to April 2nd. There'll be multiple events. And I'm not going to get into too many of the details because is it next week? Oh, God, is it, it is next week. It, it is next yes. week. Yep. Next week. <laughs> next week, uh, Running Aces Tournament Director or Tournament Manager. Uh, I'm not sure. Tournament a Bigwig, John Barrows, is going to come back on the show. Uh, he's been on once before. He had a really interesting conversation about the business of managing, managing a poker room uh balancing rake different tournament structures that kind of thing um so we're going to have him on the show next week that'll be a lot of fun and we will talk about uh i'm sure the subject of the mid-states uh, poker tour will come up then so people have had a little time to enter the words food bank in the chat but john somsky why don't we go through the home game results and let some folks know what else they've won before chris rolls his magical die all right we'll start with ib884 john ibbotson hmm. who i believe is Somehow related to Kate Ibbotson, which is Stewie's mom. Oh, it must be. It's the Stewie so, carriage family is growing. Yeah, I, I believe so. Oh. Anyway, uh, John won his first nightly event for the year. A really mad guy, mad guy, got his first nightly event for the year. Stewie 13, Stuart Carriage, there didn't want to be left out, and he won <laughs> his first nightly event for the year. <laughs> Kek Geek Sr. got his third nightly event for the year. He's on a tear this year. No kidding. And you're just calling him Kek Geek Sr. because you know how that, how that family breaks down, right? His, right, right. Because yeah, right. it's not actually even his username. No, <laughs> his, his his username is just Kek Geek, but he is the senior Kek Geek. Yes, Kek Geek is. 65, who you think would be the older one i know right yeah, yeah. is is actually keck geek jr yep there you go speaking of family tandems yeah, here in the, some, in the home game club some powerful family in the in the rec poker home game then we have eric and or e anderson 85 eric anderson oh, got his first nightly event eric for anderson. the year oh. <laughs> well his name that's totally public <laughs> He has, I'm not doxing anyone here. Pet Bet 33, Kim Kilroy got yeah. her second nightly victory nice. for the year. Wow. That's getting That's her like, like 39 what is that, or something. 400th lifetime? What does she have? <laughs> that is her 39th. Yeah. Wow. So she's only wow. 11 away from the Lifetime Achievement Award. So the, the, the question is can she get 11 before Evil Roy gets one more? If anyone could, I, that's her. I believe it. Be. Yep. yep. So then Stewie 13, Stuart Carriage, <laughs> got his first daily mixed victory Whoa, of the Stuart's year. Whoa, back? 
Yes. Wow. Two in the Two week. in one week. Yeah, uh, Izima got his Spike. first international victory for the year. And Hawsey 8 got his nice. first international victory for the year. Oh, and Gibber 3, Jim Gibson, oh, the real Jim. won the LP P event. So he can contact Jim at rec.poker for his free month at Learn Pro Poker. Hail Purdue. Hail Purdue. <laughs> and Jim, if you're hearing this, um, send me that email, Jim at rec.poker, because you're going to love uh, your free month of Learn Pro Poker. I think you're also the first winner of our free month of pokercoaching.com that we did back uh, a few weeks ago. So Jim Gibson is loading up. This is what he's happens. Gonna, he's she's just, just going to try out all the sites. He's just going to have a free <laughs> free month everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that is how we do things here. So if folks don't know, our Learning with Partners program, uh, a lot of the great training sites in the world share their premium paid paywall material with our members because they know how important it is for recreational players to grow the game, to learn more about it. And they feel like Rec Poker is the great place to come and get kind of a taster's choice. You can get free access to behind the scenes, uh, premium training content from Solve for Why, Learn Pro Poker, uh, PokerCoaching.com, Red Chip, and the Poker Forge. Uh, we also have a lot of great stuff from Gareth James's MTT Poker Academy. Um, and there's even a few more out there. Uh, it's just a fantastic program. It's all included in your Rec Poker Premium membership. So come and give us a try. Uh, your community account is free. All it takes is an email address and a smile, although both are compulsory. Uh, but if you use the code RECPOKER, you can get your first uh, month of premium membership for only $5. And after that, it's only $15 a month. I maintain it's a bargain. Joe, you look like you want to jump in there with something. Well, I mean, you say it's a taster's choice, but, but we know you like to put on airs and call Rec Poker the amuse bouche of poker <laughs> training sites. <laughs> I like that. I think they might start using that. We'll only alienate about a third of the uh, market, which it sounds like a good ratio for us. But yeah, come check out a little amuse bouche of the poker world and see what see what we can tantalize your palate with over here at uh, the Rec Poker membership. <laughs> oh, we've got a question uh, from Danny Wood in the YouTube chat that I cannot resist uh, ask, uh, answering. He says, "How do you become a premium member?" Well, Danny. <laughs> that is a great question. It could not be easier. You go to uh, www.rec.poker and uh, you sign up for a free community account, like I say. And then if you just go, you can see a join uh, join premium or go premium button up at the top. And all it takes is five bucks. Uh, that's going to get you your whole first free month. You Sorry, your whole first month for only $5. And I guarantee you, you're going to have some fun and find some great stuff there if you do. Oh, and Jim Gibson is in the chat and says, Hail Purdue, I need all the coaching I can get. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think uh what do you <laughs> what do you think, Chris? Is that have we given people enough time? I think we've to... given them enough time. Uh um... well, we don't we don't want any uh controversies here. So why don't we roll through it? So I see in order, we have to do this in order because if Phil Razor shows up and gets bamboozled again, I, I'd listen, call off your dogs, get your lawyers to stop sending yeah. me threatening letters, Phil. It's gone on too far, it's gone on too long. We don't have the resources to support this kind of legal attack. Um, Charles, so we have to do it in order so people know what the order is Charles Allen, Josh Campbell, Mary McCune, Merv Harvey, Errol, uh, Arnold Barron, 
Jay Fleming, uh, Danny Wood took us very literally there. Uh, Tilt Sis and uh, John Homer. I see nine. Does that square with you? That squares with me. And by very literally, my count. he Not he right. typed food bank into the chat because you he always really did type food bank into the chat. Which is, su- uh, I like this, Danny. I, I like character. yeah. I, I I like it too. I, I uh, very much. So I've got <laughs> one of my nerdy dice. I've got a ten sider, and I'm gonna re-roll if I get a zero. All right. Okay. Let's Here see. we go. It is a seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's Danny Wood. Danny Wood. Danny Wood. Danny Wood. Danny Wood. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, so, there you so, go. So just just to clarify, Danny is one of uh, our Aussie mates and is one of our regular home game uh, poker buddies. Oh. So that is awesome. That's great. Well, Danny, oh, I thought you were saying he shouldn't be allowed to win. Then, <laughs> yeah, we don't no, want well, to that's okay. any better. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, let's talk about putting things positive energy into the world. Danny's the guy that asked, "How do you become a premium member?" Well, apparently, you win, Danny, you win, you win the role. That's how you, you show a up. Member. Show up on Monday <laughs> and enter the food bank raffle giveaway. That's how you become a premium member. It, oh, this is not a way to make money for the site, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Danny, uh, send me an email, please. It's real easy. It's jim, J-I-M, at rec.poker. And you can see uh, how easy it is to put that together. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a line, and I'll get you all set up with uh, your month of premium membership. And I will say again, if uh, if you're someone who's playing in Steve's region, and if you enjoyed the show tonight. Um, anyone, you send me that email, jim at rec.poker. I'm going to give you a free month um, is if you're in that region. So when I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to geolocate you or like send people to your house to make sure that you're really where you say you are. So don't abuse the system. But um, if you are someone who, who fit from there, uh, send me an email. I'd love to get you more involved with rec poker. And if you're not, just drop the five bucks, people. Get your first month for only $5 using the code uh, rec poker. So we uh no actually danny it's just rec.poker isn't that amazing they let us use that there's no .com uh it's just uh jim at rec.poker www.rec.poker we love it um uh we got it and you only need to put the www in there if you are a boomer everyone else can just drop (laughs) it everyone else knows See, John comes across Jim. as this really nice, friendly guy, but he knows how to twist the knife every once in a while. He's really good at it. Um, so we got to start winding this down because every month we do a deep dive seminar. And uh, Chris Jones, who runs these, uh, we do them on the fourth Monday of the month after the chats podcast. So it takes Chris a little while to get that all set up because you guys, and, and let's just take a moment here and appreciate uh, everything Chris Jones does for Rec Poker. I talk about the Wrecking Crew a lot, and everyone is really involved. Like John deserves a, a round of applause for what he does just with the home games alone. Uh, but Chris is a really, really big part of what goes on here, not only producing a lot of the content, setting the curriculum for our training programs, but he's really hands-on involved with the nuts and bolts of the website, um, with the strategy, uh, just with anything that makes us look good. There's a pretty good chance that chris jones was involved in that so um if you i'm gonna i'm gonna open this up i'm I'm opening it up this year if you see john somsky in the world you know that you have an opportunity to buy him a beer send me a photo i need photo evidence of it happening and then i will buy you a beer 
in Las Vegas for the summer if we're down there for WSOP together. I'm opening it up this year is for Chris Jones as well. If you see Chris Jones in the world and buy him a beer, it has to be a beer for you, Chris, then I want a photo evidence or video evidence, preferably social media tag me on Twitter at Rec Poker Gym so I can share this moment of glory with the world. Um, I will buy you a beer out of my own pocket when we get together in uh, WSOP in Vegas this summer. But what I'm saying is Chris Jones runs this deep dive seminar every month. We're doing it next. This is really probably one of the things about Rec Poker that I think is the highest value for our members. You get to play with other Rec Poker premium members in a simulated tournament environment for about an hour, an hour and a half. Chris records all the action with the cards face up and takes that uh, playing sample. You basically put yourself out there. You 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 uh, put play your best poker with a bunch of friendly poker players. Chris takes all that information and he and Daro Kearney get together and they provide their own analysis on how you could have played certain spots better. It's like free coaching from Chris Jones with a touch of Dara. And, um, and Chris also produces a sort of like little summary um, about the play. Cause every month there's a different theme of the month and the play in the session is always tied to that theme of the month. So I'm not doing a very good job of explaining it, but it is an awesome feature. It's starting soon. So we're going to have to roll on out of here, I'm afraid. Does anybody have anything to add before we do? Yeah, is I'd, it actually I'd... legal to have a touch of Dara <laughs> on in our... I think it depends on where the touch is occurring okay. and how old everyone yeah. in the room is. Okay. <laughs> Joe? And I was just going to second that uh, Jim and John and Chris do all the work around here of... <laughs> Troy and, Troy and I are just eye candy, but you know we know our roles and we know we know what we have it's to do. So too. that's really important. Yeah. It's yeah. important. Someone's got to class this joint. We got to we got to get some clicks and likes around this place. So I mean, that's you know I was saying it, chatting with with Joe that you know his <laughs> video filter there makes him look like he's about twenty five. And I was wondering what I needed to do to improve things, and he sent me a link. Uh, to Amazon to some used goat blood that evidently oh. you consume and Vir virgin goat blood. It has oh, to be virgin, virgin goat blood. Virgin goat blood. Okay. There you go. Well now I know. Now you know. All right. Well um, of course I really want to thank uh Steve Davy for being a great uh guest and for having a lot of fun with us tonight. Um, I want to thank all our fun uh, first-time YouTube chatters. We got some people here who I wasn't used to seeing their names before. So thanks for coming along. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, we do two of these a week, the chats and the forums. Go check us out. Um, of course, the Running Aces Hotel Racetrack and Casino. And uh, Joe, Troy, John, and Chris uh, for helping me out. And you, the listeners, we couldn't do it without you. So thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.